0: quest gaming podcast presents skyrim off the record
1: Everybody, welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record for episode seventeen. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and I am back from vacation after two long weeks. That was too long. And joining me, as always, is Mister the Lovely, the Awesome, the Stupendous Eve Arwin. <laughs> how how are
0: you doing, Joe? Welcome back.
1: Great Thank to have you to back. It's again. so good to be back. And yeah. I have been messing up the show religiously this morning. It's only the third take. We're only the third We're take. Good. Yeah, only the first <laughs> two minutes of the show, <laughs> and coming in third because we feel like that, Mister Lewis Alon. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back, Joe. Hello, chat room. Glad to see everyone here all right we have a show to do this is episode 17 of Skyrim off the record like I said before
0: just uh, as always we'd like to mention our, our sponsor for for this episode uh, Skyrim off the record is brought to you in part by doghousesystems.com for the best gaming rigs out there they will uh, they will make your your Skyrim look beautiful it'll run smooth on their on their uh, computers uh, check them out doghousesystems.com. Uh, Dropping the code off the record, all one word, and you will receive double the memory for free, which is about a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars value, all for free. Uh, however, it doesn't just stop there. All right, look, let's face it, guys. All right, you hear, you hear us go through this every single week. <laughs> okay, the fact of the matter is, is that the best thing about Doghouse Systems. If you, if you can, te- if you could say their their product is not the best thing, which it, indeed it is, it's it's an amazing product. Their their customer service is is phenomenal. It is absolutely bar none to anyone else out there in the industry. Don't waste your time with anyone else. Okay, if you're looking for a superb computer, all right. Let's face it, we're gamers. You are looking for a superb computer. You need a superb computer. You need a rig from Doghouse Systems. Go to DoghouseSystems.com. You're going to get unbelievable customer service. They're going to hang out with you on the phone. They're going to help you put your rig together. And then on top of it, when all is said and done, guess what? You're going to get your money's worth and then some because you're going to have this ridiculously awesome computer that's going to run every single game you possibly could ever own beautifully. So doghousesystems.com for a great rig. Don't forget, off the record, it's going to be your code to get that memory doubled for free. Yes, they do desktops
1: and laptops. Check them out, guys. Their gaming laptops are awesome. I want one. Um, I... Okay, guys, guys, ready? Ready, wait for it. I'm ready. Just wait for it. Wait, wait for it. Wait. The meat and potatoes of the show. <laughs> oh! Yeah. I had to do it. <laughs> oh!
2: He said it. He said it. There it is. The meat and potatoes. <laughs> all
1: right, so I have not had a chance to play Skyrim at all. My flight got delayed last night, so I didn't get home until way late. Had to do a host interview, and then after that, my wife got home early, so... I had to go um, say
0: hi to my wife. Vigor- hanging out with the wife. Yeah, vigorously. So, um, what happened with the uh, <laughs> what happened with the flight last night? I didn't, even, I didn't even hear this. I was I was stuck at work and like I, I, I saw it on Twitter that you were you know hating your life in an airport somewhere. I was <laughs> yeah. like, God, oh, poor Joe. Like, oh my God, this poor guy. Like, what what happened? Well, what
1: happened the first flight from LA to Chicago was great. I slept for the first time ever all the way through the flight, so four hours just out the window. Loved it. We got to Chicago, and my flight was a half hour delay, or half hour wait, so I went to the gate, and it turns out it was the wrong gate, so I ran to the other gate, and we got on the airplane, and they sat there for, I don't know, a good 40 minutes. Oh, there's five people running across the hall waiting to get here because another flight got late, and okay, this is not. that's not the worst part. The worst part is there was a guy about three times the size of a normal guy in the center seat, and I'm against the window, like scrunched about half my width. <laughs> I'm having, I have the, aer- the airline um, air like full blast on me, trying not to overheat. Mm. So that went that way. And then finally we taxi off, and we sit there in line for another 50 minutes oh. on the tarmac. That stinks. And then I had to go to the bathroom, and I can't stand using an airplane's bathroom.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone particularly enjoys it. No. So that was a wonderful experience. We finally but it's better than using your water bottle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. In full view of the passengers. Don't mind me, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> gotta
2: shake it off. Come on.
0: Um, anyone else got another bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Hurry.
1: Awful. Oh splatter! Oh, oh, oh my god. Oh, 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 god! I gotta admit though, I am—I have been super excited to play the new patch because I've been playing. Yeah. My, I have my Pew Pew character now. Okay. Oh, oh wait! I said it! I said it! Hold on. There <laughs> <going> we go. <laughs> um, so well, my mage, and I'm so anxious to try out these kill cams. Have you guys got a chance to see those?
0: I saw one. Um, I, I restarted, I restarted a uh, my. Well, I didn't restart a character, but I, I created a new one, a uh, sword and shield guy, because I've got, I've got something planned for that. And um, I did happen to catch this one kill cam where he's you know, like, bashing the mob across the face with his, with his shield and goes in for the blow of the axe. So yeah. it was pretty... that, that was it. Um,
1: when it comes to my vacation, I, I spent the last week of my vacation working on the network because so many things have happened in one week for this network it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, we we all of a sudden just got, you know, flooded <laughs> with with stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Good good things obviously, good things to come. We're we're super excited about all this stuff, but you know, at the same time it's like, you know, I was telling you, Joe, it's, you know, around here it's it's feast or famine. It's either, you know, really quiet and we're just doing our thing and um the next week it's like oh you know we got we got this from this guy and we're we're thinking about doing you know this over here and by the way i thought of that and let's work on that too and here comes the audio for that while we're concepting it and
1: And then we get an offer to go to this from this place and and this
0: guy over here just came around and hey what's up
1: and he's got an idea (laughs) (laughs) suddenly everything's exploding the network is is blooming if you will it was a seed and now it's a plant <laughs> or it will be soon. So look forward to all these good things. And hint, hint, guys. Soon you're gonna be able to get your pew pew t-shirt. I'm just saying.
2: Just saying. Just saying.
1: All right, let's get some playthroughs in. Lou, let's start with you, man.
2: All right. Well, I as just like you, Joe. Didn't have a lot of time this past week because of real life issues and responsibilities. Um, Uncle Sam called, so I had to go play army for several days. <laughs> As such, didn't have much time for any sort of computing other than official stuff, so it was kind of starved this week. However, uh, the one chance I did get, get to a couple of days ago, uh, still testing out my Warrior Monk character. Because last week I spoke about, uh, I downloaded the, the Grandmaster unarmored, unarmored mod, and I'm still checking that out. still having fun with it. And uh, I'm going to probably level this character up a bit more. I'll probably get at least level 20, see how it plays out. And then I'll probably go back to uh, working on my Battle Mage. But yeah, the kill cam shots for this character are awesome because I love seeing the melee kill cam shots. Um, the the throws, the suplex. Come on, you, what what's not to love about that?
1: How could you not like that? Yeah, that is pretty. That makes you want to do a character like that, doesn't it?
2: Exactly. You know what what's what not like about doing a, a signature WWE move? You know, when killing your opponent, hearing <laughs> <laughs> that that satisfying bone crunch and smash. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get Oh, yeah! Push this. <laughs> 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 Give me the gentlemen. film. I got it. I got this. Let's get ready to <laughs> run. you know, all missing the spotlights and the flash and the pomp. I'm set.
0: <laughs> and the intro music. <laughs> yes.
2: Indeed. The you know, lovely women on either side of me walk me down. I go, yeah, yeah. It's good to me. Well, that's what Lydia's for. True. I've got to find another companion, then, to to accompany her as well. That, that's fitting, hmm. but uh, still, I'm. It's still getting used to it though, um, because I do have to actually think a little more in terms of <clears> setting myself up with the hand and leg attacks, foot attacks, so to speak. So it's still a little rough for me. That way, I'm not swinging in air or kicking in air or totally missing. You know, like some first year <laughs> student. Yeah. So I'm um, hoping that uh, some more practice, it'll be, it'll come more easily.
0: Is it tough to to get in close and land in those blows? Like, do you feel that you have to get, you know, unusually closer to the enemy?
2: Sometimes, depending on what I'm fighting and who I'm fighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, I'm actually going a little closer than I'm used to, as opposed to when I'm on my battle mage or my other, my main character, the dual wielder, staying in with at least long sword reach, you know? Yeah. So I guess I got to use that, keeping that appropriate battle distance. I've got to work on it and adjust more on it. Oh, yeah. With this playstyle. Every
1: playstyle has their quirks to it that you have to get used to. So course. still in the
2: rough, and I'm hoping that that he, the creator, will actually update some more with this, like add some more, you know, some more attacks, or hopefully get some more moves in there. And ultimately, I'd like to see him actually put the actual martial arts weapons.
0: They usually do, though. Usually the authors are are pretty dedicated to to their mod, and um, they usually update their stuff. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll find. Well, especially if their it's, mod does well, they usually have yeah. constant updates going on
2: with it. Yeah, because I think it'd be great. You know, even though it would probably overwrite or kind of not work well with the uh, the unarmed part, but maybe add another mod to where you actually now can get the unarmed, but the arm part, and you know, maybe use weapons that like Joe and I are used to seeing. You know, like you know, tongfas, a bow staff, you know, spear. Yeah. You know, a long knife, you know the, the martial arts weapons that we're used to seeing, you know, that we've used, in, you know, in learning and studying the martial arts. So, yeah.
0: I think that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool, actually. I'd, I'd definitely be into something like that.
1: Absolutely. And someone, Senior Choppy in the chat room said, nunchuck you, but you know what? I hate nunchucks. Hate them. I don't want to see them in any game because they're useless. <laughs> All they're used for
0: is beating yourself up. Nothing else. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. I remember getting a couple of bruises using using those as a kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you tell that Joe's not a Michelangelo fan from TMNT. <laughs> well, you see, no,
0: no. When it comes to that,
1: I love Michelangelo's personality. It's my favorite personality. Worst weapon. No, no. Don Antello, on the other hand, that's where it's at.
0: No, 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 no. Raphael's size were the
1: worst Size. Weapon. Well, yeah. Okay, you, you got got do with that? <laughs> well, those are used to disarm. That's pretty much it. Disarm and poke and stab but nothing else. Exactly my point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is my point.
1: But, you know, how it is with Ninja Turtles. You know, it has to be the flashy, fun weapon. Eh, no.
2: <laughs> All right. Anything else, Lou? Oh, no, that, that was it. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping he gets more stuff going out there. I'd love to see more from him. So keep it up, Lee Corder. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go,
0: go. Go, Do it. What about you, Ivarwin? What do you got, man? I was inspired, actually. I, I, I had a very inspirational week, believe it or not. Um, in Skyrim, I, I uh, started up a, a new Nord, mm-hmm. and I normally my, my play are, style is... Are you going the way of the loo? The way of the Lou? Oh, with all the alts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, 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 no. Um, although I did I it's funny that you mentioned that because I did chuckle to myself thinking like, you know, here we go, I'm making an alt and, and Lou's gonna poke at me. <laughs> He's gonna make fun of me now. Uh, no, no. What I I'm taking a break from my Khajiit. Now that my, you know, bad guy RP thing is kinda over with and now I'm back to being, you know, a good guy. And I'm doing the Dovahkiin quest chain. I lost interest because I had been—I've been probably about three quarters of the way through the Dovahkiin quest line, and I know at the end of that I'm, I'm going to put the character down. So I, I, you know, I see the end coming, and you know, I'm, I'm a little less uh, excited about that character. So I kind of lost interest, mm-hmm. and I, on top of it, I really started missing my my normal way of, of playing these games which is which is with uh, you know sword and shield and heavy armor. so I said you know what uh, let me just let me just get back to that you know I can make I can make an alt you know and' I'll, I'll play this guy until I until I start getting sick of him or maybe I feel like go you know having a break and I'll go back to the Gajiet. so that's basically what I'm doing right now. so I made a uh, a sword and shield heavy armor uh, Nord warrior named Varwin, as you can guess. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, you miss, but, yeah. <laughs> and uh, thoroughly enjoying that because now, after playing the game for so long, now I know you know the the right things to do, and the the replayability of the game is is a bit is a bit more because they added in some of the, some some new melee uh, kill cam shots, which I got to experience by the way, um, probably my first hour hour and a half into into my new nord
1: man i can't wait to talk about my mage when i get a chance to play him this week i'm so excited yeah
0: i was thinking about uh doing that just to see the kill killcams but i was like eh you know i don't want to i don't i don't normally like enjoy playing <clears throat> see, mage. see the problem is or...
1: though is i'm gonna be torn because i'm really enjoying my mage but i really want to make another sniper character for the archery kill Because so far out of all the play styles i've done Doing the sniper way of doing it was my favorite. So go with that. But I also want to experience the mage side of things. I want to see people fry, like in that video where you see that that ice
0: spear going through somebody and he flies back fifty feet. I want to see that. <laughs> that's that was <laughs> yeah, yeah that's real <laughs> awesome. That is super cool. So so that's that's basically what I did in Skyrim. I uh, I created a new Nord and I had a I had a blast with with him. Um, it just felt you know very natural to me. It's like coming home you know for me mm-hmm. so um the kill cam shot i got was with something with the shield this this guy was coming at me and i was you know we were you know duking it out and then all of a sudden you know it cuts to my character bashing him with the the shield and like spinning with the shield across his face and then like you know downing him with with the axe and it was it was pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> i enjoyed that so other than that I was uh, also inspired uh, this week by getting Marwind and Oblivion off of Steam. Nice. They were on sale, right? Um, yeah, but you know, I didn't catch the sale., <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> which I, I was aggravated over. They, they were I remember them being uh, packaged together and on sale. I think it was sometime in January. <clears throat> and I think it was like, I don't know, maybe like 25 or 30 dollars for both of them. But um, I ended up paying 20 for Morrowind and 24 for Oblivion. So the thing is, is that my, my, my experience with Marwind and my experience with Oblivion has been through the Xbox, all right? And, you know, I've said it before on the show, you know, I've play, I played Morrowind for maybe about five minutes and, and turned it off and didn't like it. I, was, I borrowed the game from a friend of mine, and I wasn't into it. Oblivion, I played for maybe about twenty hours or so, and I downloaded it off of Xbox Live. I liked it, but at the same time, like I kind of lost interest. I think Dragon Age had just come out at that point, and I was I really got into Dragon Age. I don't have a whole lot of play experience with this, and yet I'm you know I'm doing the show. We've got a lore segment on the show. Mm-hmm. You know the it was just there's a huge rumor going around in the internet about a, a you know an Elder Scrolls MMO. Um, you know, and you know what I, I just said, you know, if we if we take this show in a, in a direction that leans towards, you know, the Elder Scrolls in general, I want to know Marwind, I want to know Oblivion, at least, you know, I would like to, you know, have the time to get into Daggerfall and Arena as well. Let me take it one step at a time. <laughs> so I downloaded <laughs> Marwind and Oblivion and, uh, you know, I wanted to I wanted to check it out. And let me tell you something. I'm totally glad I did because playing it on the computer is a totally different experience than playing it on the Xbox and the Xbox 360. Totally totally different. I will never never ever 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 play a game <laughs> of this magnitude on the console ever again it's and it's not I'm not I'm not hating on the console guys I am not hating on the console it's just there is just so much more enjoyment that I get. Personally, out of playing this on the computer. You know, it's using the keyboard, using the mouse, having the, the freedom to, you know, um, utilize my, my character using two hands um, is, is very freeing. To explore, you know, a, a massive world like this and, and you, you know, only using my thumbs, I find very, very difficult for me. And I find myself you know restricting myself because you know I don't have an auto run and it's it's you know my thumbs get tired, et cetera et cetera and that, that's that's where this is based off of um I, I just find myself enjoying the game so much more when it's when it's on the on the p c you
2: know this is where Joe should insert the admiral Akbar mode from Return of the jedi <laughs> place, you know you know your console can't you know take awesomeness of that magnitude, you know so. Hmm. No, 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 don't,
0: don't get me wrong. Look, I, and I'm going to say <laughs> it again. Okay. Cause I don't want, I don't want the listeners to get, you know, to get me wrong in saying that, you know, I, I don't, that I'm hating on consoles. I am not hating on consoles. I'm not, that's not where this is born from. It's just, it's my personal enjoyment that I personally feel much more comfortable playing a game of this magnitude. All right. Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, these worlds are huge. And me, I gotta, I gotta be relaxed. I gotta be in my chair. I got, like, I just, I gotta spread out. (laughs) And I feel like I can't do that holding, holding a controller. Um. So, that being said, you know that it's just my my personal preference. Um. I'm immensely enjoying Morrowind and Oblivion, even though they're extremely dated. Um. Even though they're, you know, they're kind of some of the gaming systems in there are not you know not that good or just you know dated as well i i think it's great and totally enjoying it and i did the same thing in both with both uh with both games i made the same type of character the sword and shield kind of guy this way i can you know be even more comfortable and just kind of go through the game and enjoy enjoy it fully so so that's what i've been doing i've been educating myself in elder scrolls and and uh Beating up mobs with swords and shields. <laughs> that's been that's been my week. Uh, that's a good week. Not bad, right? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I am so ready to get back into the groove of things. Like I'm gonna be doing, going back to my live streams on Tuesday nights again at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. So look for that again, guys. I'm sorry I couldn't do it last night; just too much happened. But I will get back into it this next Tuesday and be rocking it out. And I can't wait to play again. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to the Tamriel Times.
0: Confirmation by Imperial State: Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim.
1: And here we are in the Tamriel Times, your official and community news. Skyrim 1.5 beta update, version 1.5.26.19.87. Uh. <laughs> Eight six seven
0: five three oh nine. 9. <laughs> Tommy
2: Two <Two-Tone> lives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we have in this, man? Talk to me, Avaro, and talk to me. I'm going to shout at you, yo.
0: Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, yeah, this is a beta thing. All right, It's not an official, official update. It's, it's just a, a beta update, but obviously this is looking to go live soon. Um, recent beta update to address the following minor bugs. And might I say of this short list, my favorite is number one. So we'll go from number five to one. Uh, number five, they fixed an issue where sun would not appear properly after fast travel.
1: So what it'd be two o'clock in the afternoon and no sun?
0: I guess. I don't know. I don't know yeah. <laughs> I have the, yeah, I don't have the beta, so. Um, I guess we just have to kind of take take them take their word for it. Uh, number four, they fixed uh, fixed a crash when loading certain plugins. Okay. Uh, number two, underwater effects now display properly. And number one, they fixed an issue with frequency of first. Person kill cameras.
2: Yeah, baby.
0: So now uh, their their beta update. Okay, they're they're putting all these stuff all the stuff in, and and on top of the the 1.5 update, giving you brand new kill cameras. When they finally go live with this new version, wait, 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 hold up, you're going to see those. So
1: is the <laughs> issue is it was doing it too much or not enough?
0: Not enough. That's good. Yeah, That's so they're gonna to think. <laughs> increase that. Is- yeah, they're gonna increase the frequency of that. That's good so. news. Oh, uh, the Art of Video
1: Games exhibit opens at the Smithsonian's American Art Museum. Really?
0: Yes, indeed. Now, Joe, let me ask you a question. Yes, are you are you sir tired of the same old tour at Washington D.C.? I would be if I ever went there if you ever went there. Okay. Uh, You can't stomach another romp through the uh, Natural History Museum. Are you frustrated with your inability to find the exact spot where they used to film Agent Morgan sitting? Yeah, you have? Well, fret (laughs) not, (laughs) Joe. We have just the excuse for you to inject some game time into your dust-mite-filled, snore-infused, and coma-inducing tours at Washington, D.C., The Smithsonian's American Art of Museum is holding, from March 16th to September 30th, the Art of Video Games exhibit. Yes, you too may now gaze at the wonderment and awesomeness that is the concept art of some landmark video games that may not have brought this country any closer to freedom, but sure have founded the cornerstones of legitness within the gaming industry. Pieces from some Bethesda-related games, such as the original Fallout, Fallout 3 and Doom 2 are included, as well as Pac-Man, Super Mario Brothers, The Secret of Monkey yeah, Island, Funny Game, Mist, <laughs> and Flower, as featured playable games. Here's a quote from the Smithsonian's website about the exhibit. And I quote, The art of video games is one of the first exhibitions to explore the 40-year evolution of video games as an artistic median with a focus on striking visual effects and the creative use of new technologies. It features some of the most influential artists and designers during five eras of game technology, from early pioneers to contemporary designers. The exhibition focuses on the interplay of graphics, technology, and storytelling through some of the best games for 20 gaming systems, ranging from the Atari VCS to the PlayStation 3. Yay. Nice.
1: I like what you wrote for the next one too. It says he says here, "Do you mod? Do you create mods? Well, Valve certainly has the one-stop shopping idea for you." Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. What else do we? Is, what is what is this about here?
0: This is about the uh, the new cre- uh, collections feature on Steam that uh, Valve has just released over the weekend. Oh, really? Um, bas- yeah. Basically, what this does is. Uh, over the weekend, uh, a couple of new f- a new feature that allows modding authors on Steam's Workshop to group up their favorites and uh, their holiest of holy mods <laughs> and uh, package them together uh, with a takes care of uh, takes care of that feeling to it. Basically, what what this thing does is it allows the the authors okay to arrange all of their favorite mods. And just package it all together in in one collection. So when you go to the collections, when when you go to the the Steam Workshop for for Skyrim, all right, there's going to be a tab there that says Collections. You just click on that, and you just see you know a list of you know collections. and And if you're looking for you know a collection of mods that'll enhance your graphics, and it'll you know it'll be like. You know, uh, the sky will, will look better, and then, you know, windows in, inside, of, inside of houses will look better, and then, you know, uh, water effects will look better. You can download each one of those mods separately, or through this collection feature, you can now find a collection of those mods and download them together. So you don't have to go through the the process of searching and looking for the best ones. If you've got a favorite modder out there, a favorite author for these mods, they're going to be they're going to start grouping up their their best mods together and, in these categories. Nice,
2: it's very convenient. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's basically what it's what it's uh, you know meant to do. It's it's basically meant to <clears throat> excuse me you know give you more convenience when searching for for mods. So I'll take it. It's
1: good stuff. Yeah,
0: it's definitely good stuff.
1: Alrighty, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the Bannered Mare. Welcome to the Bannered Mare. What can I get you? And here we are in the Bannered Mare, our Roundtable Discussion of the Week. And this week, we're going to let the host here build the Elder Scrolls MMO. Basically, the initial concepts. What's it about? What do we want to see with it? What would we make with an Elder Scrolls MMO? And I'm going to let Arwen take the helm, because he hasn't talked okay. enough. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can I divert the loop? <laughs> <laughs> um basically the, the idea for this was, you know, uh, the MMO idea of the Elder Scrolls is is a, is a burning topic right now on the internet since the rumor kind of you know submerged itself over the last week. And we kinda we covered some ideas that we were that interested us, but last week on the show. But when I when I re-listened to the show, you know, we, we grazed these topics Um, And we had a very cursory discussion regarding these things. So I thought, why don't we... Wouldn't it be great if we just sat down together as experienced MMO gamers, okay? Fans of the genre, fans of Skyrim, fans of the Elder Scrolls. And why don't we just, you know, chat amongst ourselves and just come up with some of the initial concepts that we think would make a winning Elder Scrolls MMO. Fair enough. So, all right. So, like, when building an MMO, all right? Now, Lou... I, I would think the first thing that you need to consider would be your setting.
1: Yes, correct. When you're designing I'm going to just I'm going to do something really quick here. I mm-hmm. used to be a designer for video games, okay? Okay. And the first thing that the lead designer always does with his design team is build the foundation. What the foundation is is what is the story? What is the land set in? And then we go
0: from there. Well, um and this this is one of the reasons why I'm I'm playing you know Morrowind and Oblivion is because you know I feel I feel grossly handicapped when talking about you know story and and lore regarding the Elder Scrolls. Um, I know what they're doing is they're leaning toward they're they're going so, so the rumor okay is that the MMO is going to take place a full millennia right. in, in the second era. Um, Which, in my
1: mind, um, would be probably a great place to start because uh, it's really hard to follow Skyrim.
0: Uh, yeah, that and the thing is, is if you want to have a, a living, breathing world on, on uh, without it being bogged down and hampered by twenty years close to it of of Elder Scrolls video games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to want to either go far into the future or far into the past.
1: Oh, you know what? Glass Spire actually had a really good idea for this. I'm going to bring it up really quick. He said... Glass Spire. In the yeah, he said, uh, use time travel. use have travel in the game using Elder Scrolls. And if you think about it, that would open up a multitude of expansions. Not to mention, like, raids or whatever, or major dungeons that don't exist in the current world. But depending on the story that you're following... You could go into the future, past Skyrim, see what happened after, or you can go even further in the past and see how this happened. That's one of the beautiful things about The Elder Scroll is that you have that opportunity, or it gives you that that opening to do that kind of thing, and it makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, especially if you want to take you know take on um, you know uh, if they want to get creative with their their quests and storylines. Um, but what what I was saying with with the setting mm-hmm. is you know like let's say like the one thing that they they would want to avoid i'm sure is is conflict with their their established canon mm-hmm. and if they if they make an MMO that's close to the setting that they're in right now you know they they run the risk of of doing that cuz i mean let's face it when was the last time anyone really played elder scrolls arena or or, or daggerfall <laughs> you know what if they run into You know, what if while designing this MMO, they run into, you know, an NPC that that makes a quest where it's in direct contradiction to something you did in in Daggerfall or Morrowind and someone out there, you know, uh, says, hey, guys, you know, you spent hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars building this game and you've got this glaring uh, canon issue and it's a cornerstone of your game. You're you're. You guys fail. Mm-hmm. And that happens. It happened in Warcraft, actually. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> you know, so I can understand why they would make this. So I I agree with the setting being that far back, making it a millennia this way. You don't run into any possibility of that, actually. And it comes... You know, canon when it comes to the actual
1: um, layout, it's going to be the entire world. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that entire world of Tamriel, which is going to be awesome. And I'm willing to bet that when you do... Like a um, a, you pick a race, like you do in Skyrim, whether it be Khajiit, Nord, Redguard, you name it. You're gonna wind up being in their home city when you start,
2: right? And progressing from the story so, at
1: that point. That would be awesome. I just don't want this game to ever fall in to your typical MMO point and click style of gameplay with you know buttons on the bottom that you put into your little slots, and you have spells at every certain levels that you learn. I don't want that with this MMO. I don't think a lot of people want that
0: with this MMO. Lou, um what where where do you think we should go from here? Like what's okay, so now with that, now that we established the setting, what what would you what would you lay out next? Sure. As an MMO meal <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, as Joe was alluding to, with all the various races that are within the game, okay, I would hope that Bethesda would at least give these characters their own home starting city, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't expect to see because you're starting off in the starter zone in Skyrim. You know that's not their native land. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, even you go use World of Warcraft as an example. Okay, if you start as a human, where do you start off on? Right? Goldshire, right? Right. Yeah. Start right point. by Stormwind. Okay. Everquest two. Okay. Well, no, Everquest two. Let me go back to Everquest one. Okay, where every race there had their own starting area own starting city, like the Wood Elves had Kelothan up in the trees, the High Elves had Felwith, okay, the Dwarves had Kaladin, okay, and these were all separate zones, meaning you, if you weren't playing a Dwarf, you know, if you are playing Wood Elf or Half Elf, you were in Kelothan, you were in the woods, okay, you didn't see the High Elves until so you went all the way, if you survived the trip, initially, to the High Elf city, or if you survived the trip to the Dwarven uh, city, and so forth. Okay, so I'd hope they would keep that, in, you know, keep that in there. Okay. You know, one
1: thing we did forget to do at the beginning of this is one of the major things that they have to first decide is what platform. And being how traditionally the Elder Scrolls has been going to all platform, they need to make this MMO all platform. Yeah, PlayStation. I agree. PlayStation 4, Xbox 720, PC, and not have separate servers based on what platform you do. They need to make it all server. So I want to be able to play on my PC with my friends who are playing on their Xbox and he's playing on PS3 and we can all group up together and have fun. It's not hard to do, especially with the control layout that they've been working with, with Skyrim, Oblivion. That would be sweet.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know why, why cut out the console guys when you know you know for sure that they're going to want to play? You know, this game let's face it you know the, the console guys you know probably are you know at least that they've got to be the majority of, of the people you know purchasing the game simply because there's just you know so many consoles out there that you know is a, that the game is available for so why cut out that if you're gonna make an MMO, why cut out all those guys so it's I I, I agree I think you know if you're gonna make an MMO, it's it's got to run on all all consoles all platforms mm-hmm you know, just to, just to support the, the tremendous fan base. But the thing is, is you don't want it to feel watered like
2: down. A, right. Right. Like a console game. Like, for example, I'll bring in DC Universe Online. Perfect example, yeah. Okay. Yes, it's available on a PC, and yet the controls, the UI, everything is fixed, and it plays like um, on my PS3 or Xbox. Which, to me, I don't like to feel a off. If, if I'm on my desktop or my laptop, I want the freedom and functionality of playing on a computer. Well, that's when you gave right. it
1: everything um, a customizable UI, like you said. Right. And just even had that same ability for the Xbox or the PlayStation 3. But that way, if you are playing on a PC where the Xbox controls don't
0: work and it feels clunky, you could be able to rearrange it for a PC. I would, I would take this a step further. And I would, if, if I was Bethesda, I would want to sit down with Microsoft and Sony and really look at the layout of of the controller mm-hmm. and say what can can we help you develop a peripheral designed specifically for the Elder Scrolls MMO where you can attach it to your your uh, controller and enable more control and function through the controller into this u- user interface
1: and one thing is a nice thing about the Xbox and the PlayStation
0: you can get keyboards for them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Why not why not enable some sort of functionality with with the keyboard. Yeah. That you know the Xbox 3 ha- 360 has a beautiful keyboard that I use on my controller. It's amazing. You know how come you know they Skyrim isn't utilizing that. You know, uh, just because there isn't an auto run on my on my Xbox 360 doesn't mean that they couldn't have programmed, you know, a key on the uh, the mini keyboard for that controller to to function in some way with with an auto run, pulling up a map. Um, you know, maybe make a new keyboard that has you know a a little a tiny little thumbstick on there or you know a, uh, a a little a little feel button where you you put your finger on it and you can move you know things around the cursor around on the screen like like a mouse on a laptop. Mm-hmm. you know little things like that to increase the functionality. And the user interface could could turn something like a console MMO into a true, honest to goodness MMO feel. You know, if you have if you have the ability to manipulate, um, you know, every little every little uh, spec of of, of space on, on your screen using using your your co- uh, console controller, then you can do things like like Lewis suggesting, like making a completely customizable UI. Which, which is a huge thing for, for a lot of MMO fans. You know, they want that. They want the ability, which is, which is a feature I think that an Elder Scrolls MMO should have as well, is is a customizable UI.
1: Yes, they need to do that. You know, they have to have the whole thing. Like, do they do guilds? Do they do um, like not just guilds, but um, factions? You know, all that kind of garbage also has to play into it. Can exactly. can the player base create their own faction? kind of like, instead of doing guilds, call it a faction, you know? Okay. And have your friends be f- in this faction and they can war, maybe. Uh, you know, there's so much that can go into this it's ridiculous. But on the concept, on the ground floor, though, I think Lou was saying earlier about how, what is something about um, certain areas having, maintaining a certain level?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that right, Lou? Yes. That I like. But you should also have Abilities that your character can, you know, find like a spell book or whatever that allows them to see or learn levels of a character but don't really show it out. That way, if you go up to an area and you see a massive troll, you're level 10 and you're like, I wonder if I could take him. And you go up there and he one slaps you to oblivion. <laughs> that even though you died, I think it would be awesome. Just because I don't like it when MMOs do this, where you can go to an enemy and you see their exact level, you see that they're elite or they're tough. So you know to avoid them and go around them this way. I love the adventure of the Elder Scrolls games. I love the adventure part of it, and not knowing yeah. how hard they're going to be.
0: Right, it feels th- and that I think I think you know we're we're starting to talk more about features than actual actually building the game. But you know, some I, of those I,
1: features, though, are building the game. A, oh, everything ab- else yeah, has to be built around that concept?
0: Well, let me let's 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 say let me say this um, of of the of the thing that Lou was saying about you know your character, you know, starting off in in its in its natural section in Tamriel. Um, I, I would like to see the map, okay, divided in this manner. You have and let, let's let's just let's just start with Skyrim, okay? Um, because it's it's obviously what we're we're most you know um, f- familiar with. <clears throat> You've got I don't want Skyrim to be a zone. I want it to be a, a, an area that has many different zones within it. Mm-hmm. I want it to almost feel like a continent.
2: Right, which it can, right. it can be. Right, can be done.
0: And that and and you know they kind of do that in Skyrim itself, you know Skyrim's divided up into nine holds, make every hold its own area with its own level mobs, its own you know quest lines and and you know et cetera et cetera all, all some of the some of the names some do you of the know what would be MMM awesome things.
1: I was just thinking about it. what if you had mm-hmm. those remember like in the video that we saw a while back that made us all nerdgasm a little bit, yeah, that giant crab coming out of the water, what if you had these? monsters these giant monsters that appeared randomly around the world at random levels how much fun would that be you and your friends are out adventuring having fun and you come across this giant crab crawling out of the river you're like (laughs) um do we or don't we Hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) we do (laughs) (laughs) let's do it you
1: know the whole war cry and everything as you charge in and get your butts handed to you yes
0: yes please That that's a cool feature. I would like that too. Just you know, random, random spawns of of any uh, you know of various levels and various difficulty. What need
1: you do? Is get rid of raids in this game. Forget those. Forget your typical you know, I, instance
0: in raid. I agree with that. I would either like to see this game lean lean toward extremely, uh, very highly instanced, or or almost not at all. Okay, and by that I mean this. All right, let me. Let me walk into an area that's an instance, okay, without having to go through a phased portal. You know, like uh, like you know, when, when you walk anywhere in in Warcraft, you know, you, you go from from one zone into when you go from Elwynn to Stormwind, there's no there's no load screen. You just walk in. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to see instances like that in, in this game. But I want to be prompted. When I walk into this instance, I want to be prompted on level difficulty. Do I want this to be solo difficulty no. where it's, it's just me? Make it a
1: full open world. I mean full. Where, like it is in Skyrim, you walk into a dungeon. Well, it's possible with technology nowadays to where you don't have to have an instance area. You don't have to zone in. You don't have to load. But where you and your group are exploring, you're in the woods, you're fighting... You're doing some quest for some random NPC in the in the near town, and you guys are just having a blast. You come across a cave, you go inside of it, and it's a whole sprawling cavern.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's basically what I'm talking about. But what I want out of that experience is to be given several difficulty levels, ranging from solo to, to duo to four-man and eight-man.
1: No, no, no. You see, that's where we have to agree, disagree here. Is mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that handy me what I should be doing scenario. I don't want that, well, you really should have two people with you or three more friends. I want, I go in there and I realize that I am getting my butt whooped. And that even though I have a spell that allows me to see a level and, oh, you know what? They're my level, but I still get my butt whooped. I'm going to go grab a friend. We go in there and we're getting our butts whooped still. We go out and grab Lou. Cause he's got his epic randomness about him we go in there and then we start actually beating it we get to a boss we get our butts handed to us well let's go ahead and grab liz because she's around around doing somewhere we grab her we go inside there we wipe it out that ability to um experience it for yourself without being handed it to you is something that i want to see in an mmo
0: well yeah but the thing is is that just be you know that that area that that dungeon that you're talking about is still tiered for you know uh, five or six men or however however many people you had walking in in there in 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 your scenario it's still tiered for that and the next time you walk in there you know that you're not going to be able to solo it you you have to get you know four to five other guys to to get through there um it's just that one time you you didn't know what what um what I'd like to see are, are dungeons that that tier according to the difficulty you you want them to be. So if like you know if you want to walk in there, let's say no one's online right now, none of your friends are online. You know it's super late and you're up because you have a stomach ache and you can't go back to sleep and you feel like playing you know TES, MMO, and you just you go into you know uh, Vampire Cavern of uh of varwin's bane <laughs> and you know you it's just you and you want to you know solo it you can but then like tomorrow you know we're talking and you're like dude i found you know the dagger of you know of varwin's you know bloody stupidity <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have it it's really cool like you know it, it renders you know mobs you know, retarded and you're like, oh, I got to have that. Okay, so let's do this together. And, and, you know, you zone into that instance. And since there's two of us, you pick, you know, duo difficulty. And, and we, we have, you know, a, a tiered difficulty that, you know, we still find challenging. Now, last night you were in there and it was just you. And now it's the both of us in here. And because we tiered that difficulty up to, you know, both of us being in there, now it's, it's still a challenge.
2: Yeah. That would preclude on. Developing a game and having a system robust you enough know, to recognize the fact that if you're in a party or not, and scale it automatically so that you don't see it doing it for you. Meaning if you go in there by yourself at 2 in the morning, the system knows, alright, if one's by himself, I'm scaling this encounter, this entire cavern for one person. As opposed to tomorrow afternoon when we're all on, you know, yourself, Joe, me, you know, and, and Mistress, you know, wielding her bow. You know, now we go in there, and now it's just, oh, whoa, you brought friends. Okay, I've got something for them. Now it's going to be bumped up to five-man difficulty. Now, how do you like me? Okay. That works. Because um, I know, I, yeah. That works, yeah. I like that look. Because loop. I know. Um, that's kind of the best of both worlds right there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know from playing EQ2 that, you know, that's using oh, a smart. List holy
1: crap, Lou. You just open up a whole world right there.
2: You yeah. You do that with not, list, just, not
1: just instances, but if you're up, you're in a party with a group, and. Mm-hmm Every mob, like it does in Skyrim right now, depending on your level of mob scale with you. If you're in a group with three people, even the basic wolf is scaled for a three person group. Wow. Yeah. And
2: the system will also be robust enough to realize that, all right, I'm not going to depend on the, well, I will depend on the random number generator or random loot generator (laughs) to say, oh, wait a minute. It's going to say, well, let's see, I've got an archer, two warrior classes, and a mage class, and a healer class with me, or someone who's playing a healer type. all right, I'm not going to drop stuff for a friggin' thief that none of them can use. I'm going to drop one of these five. Is going to be happy. When this mob dies.
0: Right. It'll automatically drop loot that the That's four of the, the people the that are use. in the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. That's yeah. what I like to see. That's a good, too, yeah.
2: too many MMOs nowadays, too many games are that effing stupid. It would all be bas- like
1: based to- on a tag system. You like they do in MMOs, you know? You gain ownership of a mob when you hit it. The first person to hit it gains ownership. When you do that, depending on your group sizes, when it scales, because I could just imagine four people walking into the forest, another guy is roaming by himself, just questing. He sees some guy go after a wolf, he decides to be a jerk, and goes after it, and, and gets eaten like he's a little tidbit morsel, because he didn't realize that it was actually tagged for a four-person.
0: That that could turn that could turn every single instance into a possible raid. Yes, exactly. Everything. And it could Everything. Every instance could be arrayed and every instance could be solo. Questing solo could be arrayed. That. Like we said about those
1: those yeah. those um those random world bo- bosses that are bosses that are coming out, you know? Like the dire wolf mm-hmm. from hell shows up. And because you guys are a full group of say like ten friends just out having a blast, you see this this dire wolf from hell and suddenly
0: he's the dire wolf from hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. Someone call Bethesda right now. Call Bethesda right now. We got an idea here. They need to do this. this. a solid set done. This is good stuff. Get them on the phone. Someone get him on the phone. Right. Call them up, Lou. You're a genius, and I love every bit of what's going on in that brain of yours. I want to snuggle it up. <laughs> hey,
1: this is a, this is a I, I, mixture I of all like ideas. It. But Lou, right. but Lou, Lou <laughs> might have coined it, though.
0: Yeah.
2: I also like them to get away from... I mean, there's no real way to get away from the Holy Trinity of the games, okay? The shield, the meat shield, the healer, the DPS. Hey yeah, dude, do. Look
1: like at Skyrim. Well, you're going to have that, but like I said earlier, right. but, you kind of... I'm interrupting you like mad. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I
2: was just going to say, it, it, I mean, the game, you know, Skyrim, the way it plays... You know, if you're a tank, you're not going to need DPS or a healer, okay? Because there are ways for you to use your skills... The way you built yourself up to where you don't need that kind of support because you, you can do it you can survive in your own mm-hmm. you know same thing with a mage class or someone who's playing a mage type character you know you can conjure up servants conjure up your weapons you know play smart and you know exactly what to do you know you won't need a tank uh, tank character with you, you won't need DPS because you are you're your own DPS and you know and you know you've also had the ability to heal yourself
0: well they could if you. You know, hold on one second here though if they take a page out of a, a little page out of rifts book on this they could they could have you know a couple of a couple of archetypes like they have in skyrim right now all right let's face it you're either a ra- you're either you're either you know a thief uh, a warrior or or a mage in that game no all right but they have all different kind well they differ cuz i've done nothing but hybrids like
1: yeah my you've my, got the my two too. hands Redguard was a tank in himself because of how much I built his defense, but yet he didn't have a shield like that, and he did massive damage. Everyone saw it, decapitations. And I had built my heals up so well that I could heal myself and others easily.
0: Right, but your your main your main was nothing. Point of a, of attack was was melee. Maybe which, I could pull out a bow too. <laughs> right, but still your main. Attack pattern was was melee. If that's how that I would, wanted to plan. Right, precisely. Right, and I, what I'm saying though is 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 this, um, you know, if loose kind of right with the the trinity, the archetype trinity. Okay, you got to have a tank, you got to have DPS, you got to have heals, and, and for a couple of reasons, you know, number one, that's what that's what MMO gamers like. We like doing that, you know, MMO gamers are not necessarily willing to move themselves into a space when
2: that doesn't see, the really The thing is, exist. though, is that
1: the Holy Trinity has also been a downfall for a lot of MMOs.
2: Right, because a lot of players, um, and you see it in every game form, You know, they're so set in their ways. Like You have people who have never played since Ultima Online, nothing but a tank, nothing but a healer, nothing but deeps, and if you ask them to play any of the classes, they get effing retarded, or they know nothing about it because they're so used, so set in their ways, they don't want to learn. But you know, what about what yeah, about that-
0: skill trees that 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 change skill trees that change on the fly with what you need? All right, you have a, let's say for sake of example, okay, you don't have a tanking tree,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you have a tree that allows you to tank and DPS at the click of a button or at the click of a few buffs. All right, you are, you know, you've got you've got the heavy armor, you know, you could have a shield. You could have a two-handed weapon. You could tank with a two-handed weapon um, using high high parry and block ratio, or you could swap out a buff, and then all of a sudden now you're not you're no longer tanking with that two-handed weapon. All right, now you're DPSing. Or you could put that two-handed weapon away and pull out you know uh, dual dual wieldings uh, axes and and be great just as great as at, at that. That skill of weapon as well.
1: Alright, you know what? Hold that thought, guys. Okay, we're going really Mm -hmm. long on this idea. I want to continue this very thing next week on episode 18. So we're going to pick off where we left off right here next week.
0: Okay. Alright, sounds good.
1: Sounds good to me. Okay, we're not going to do a break. We're going to go right into crafting table.
2: Ow! Son of a...
1: And welcome back to the Crafting Table, our mods and other game enhancements, are basically our mod of the week as it is now. So,
0: Ivarwin, what is it? We have a very interesting mod, actually, this week. Um, I saw this and I said to myself, there it is. There was no question. There was no debate. This has to be it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was reading through it and it looks
0: sweet. It's cool, right? Yeah. I'm totally, totally into this. All right. It is called... Moon path to elsewhere or elsewhere, however you want. I to stick pronounce. with elsewhere. I like that. <laughs> I like that, too. I mean, let's face it. There's really no. There's really no way of present. You know, pronouncing these things. It's not like it's Michigan. All right? Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, it's not Detroit. Oh, our uh, Michigan fans. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Moon Path to Elsewhere, a mod that adds the land of elsewhere to your Skyrim game. Yes, indeed, someone went out there and created Elsewhere. This mod feature includes new jungle theme and Khajiit-filled areas such as the Tenmar Den, the Tenmar Forest, a Thalmor base, and a trading post, as well as a new hideout for your character to live in while they explore Elsewhere. Nice. Um, yeah, and it it plays out, it plays out like a whole new area in in this game. All right, you've got you've got uh, quests, you've got NPCs, you've got brand new mobs, a whole quest line story. That's that's all um, involved. It's uh, it's basically it sounds it is what it sounds like. It's a it's a whole new um, explorable area that's uh, modded into the game. It's a little mini continent. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. This is, this is the kind of mod that I seriously hope and I have a feeling that the author is going to just constantly update. Um, we got this off of SkyrimNexus.com, as usual. All right, And when you take a look at this thing, it's co- and again, it's called Moon Path to Elsewhere, E-L-S-W-Y-E-R, if you're not too sure how to spell it. Um, if you take a look at the mod, there's some videos up and screenshots. All right? You'll see that this the author really has a... Unbelievable attention to detail. All right, the guy actually created you know his own mobs. Um, so I have a feeling that they're going to constantly update this thing. All right, uh, how to reach it very easily. All right, to reach a new area, you just you have to explore the. Uh, there's a brand new path um, in Falkreath Forest between the Twilight Sepulcher and Crask uh, Crask Dusk Keep or Crask. Tusk Keep, rather. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight mm. Sepulcher, it's between t- Twilight Sepulcher and Krask Dusk Keep. Um, so that's that's where the, and you'll see it right there. It's, it's just like how Dovahkiin Hideout is. It, it adds in a, a little um, map marker. Right there on the map, and when, once you download it, you'll see the map marker. It's going to be in the southeastern portion of your map. You could, you know, fast travel over there and and take the uh, the moon path marker and instantly transport you to elsewhere. Nice, yeah, great stuff. Definitely check it out, you know, guys.
2: If re- yeah, if it does take off, and if this person or creator really does that, then maybe Bethesda will do. Will follow its usual trend and probably maybe buy it or 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 hire the creator. This per- yeah, hire this person and to now give this person the means. You know, the tools and the finances actually, hey, go bleep crazy with us now. You know, add to it. (laughs) Keep going with it.
0: Glass Spire in the chat room saying, uh, I always wanted to go to Elsewhere for so long. You know, I I agree with you. You know, I've been playing a Khajiit for a long time, Glass. And um, and when I saw this, I was like totally into it. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Right. Moon Path to Elsewhere. All
1: righty. Great mod of the week, man. Good pick. Thanks. Moving on to the Elder Scrolls.
0: A fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder
2: Scroll.
1: And here we are in the Elder Scroll, Lou with Lore and Lore with Lou. Uh, take it away, Lou. Alrighty. This week
2: I thought I'd start up with the nine divines. I noticed a few weeks ago someone on our forums had asked about maybe inquiring and doing a little background on the deities that were presented in Skyrim. So I figured alright, you know, I'll start off with, with these, since they're obviously you know they are a driving point or they're you are gonna mention them and see them in the game, so okay, the nine divines. You know, if someone asks if you're a god, remember what to say, right? Everyone knows what to say. <laughs> you say yes! <laughs> Don't ever say no. All right. Uh, the first thing I want to point out, initially, originally, they were known as the Eight Divines. Okay, instituted by the first name of the Empire, Alessia. Okay, now I'll get into the, the Nine in a little bit. So hold off if you have any other questions. All right, these original Eight Divines. Putting my hand down. Yeah, <laughs> are also mm-hmm. connected to the creation of Nern, all right? As their divinity was drained by the age, or known as Lorcan, all right. Uh, what happened during the creation process is that he had tapped into these divines' power to create the world in itself. Okay, and so as the world was created, and after the world was created, the divines, in their weakened state, were now confined to their own planes. Meaning, for example, you know, Diabella. Now she was confined to her own plane. Okay, she could no longer freely move about because in a weakened state, you know she couldn't do that anymore. And this is where everyone knows: here are the divines. First and foremost, we have Akatosh, known as the Dragon God of Time and a chief god of the pantheon. Next, we have Arke, the god of life and death. Next, we have Diabella, the goddess of beauty. Julianos, the god of wisdom and logic. Kinareth, the goddess of air. Mara, known as the mother goddess and the goddess of love. Oh yeah, up, um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <that's the time. laughs> Mara. The god of mercy, Talos. I'm going to include him here now. Also known as Tyber Septim, he is known as the god of war and governance. Okay, and then the last but not least, Xenothar, the god of work and commerce.
0: Now let me let me just stop you right there because I just want to add in that when I was playing Oblivion, I thought. That Uriel Septim, who is in Oblivion in the very beginning of the game as the Emperor, I thought that was Talos, but I had to because I got the names mixed up. Um, I it wasn't until I actually played Oblivion a little bit, yeah, Mistress is saying I thought that too. (laughs) (laughs) Did I realize that I I may still have this wrong because you know I I only played played through this this area real quick, but I believe. Uriel Septum is the descendant of Tiber Septum. Yes. Okay. All right. As long as I had that correct.
2: Right. And the thing is, I, you know, there's so much out there. You know, I just want to mention all of them really quickly. Otherwise, we could be here all day with, you know, going to the various background stories of each deity. Yeah. yeah what, I, what I
0: like about all this is that um, Bethesda has remained nothing but consistent regarding, regarding these deities. You even hear the the horse thief in the very beginning of the game um, praying to a few of these. You know, he's—I I know he says, you know, uh, you know, Akatosh, and and he names a couple others, and then he says, nah, "Divines, you know, protect me." And so they—they they, and these in in um, Oblivion and in Morrowind, I believe, I've I've heard these names. They are extremely consistent with correct. Yeah, you know, which is great. I, I love that.
2: Right, which which harkens back to Bethesda's you know, I like their how they keep the continuity, how they keep their facts straight, you know, way back when you know, when Bethesda was first forming up in the nineties and they came up with this, going back to Joe's, you know, game design process, yeah, you know what they said, these are our, our primary deity. And I like how God, how many years later? You know, a decade maybe fifteen plus years later, you know, with Skyrim, look, you know, they're going back to the, you know, back to the basics. So you have their these eight, well, nine divines, and you go back to the beginning of, you know, Scrolls arena, and you'll see them here. Mm -hmm. You know, and I like how they fleshed it out over the years, how they've gone on, you know? Yeah. But, going back to Varwin's point, yes, that horse thief, uh, you know, you gotta know, too, that the worship of the divines is not universally accepted throughout Nurn. Okay, a big example of this are the Dunmer, who reject them, okay, since they've been turned away from worship of the divines by the Daedric Prince, Balthea. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now here's
0: here's that word again. Nern. Do we know what Nern is? Because I, I I mean the way it's it's kind of being thrown around a bit makes me think that it's it's the overall world. But
2: yes, Nern is the overall world. Tamriel is part of Nern. I thought Tamriel was the overall world. No, it's Nern. Nern is the overall world itself. Oops. Okay. Huh.
0: Interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Things you learn. So
2: basically, Tamriel <laughs> would be just a continent,
1: and then. Skyrim would be the northern area of that continent.
2: Correct. It's kind of like how you have like if you use World of Warcraft example, you have you know, you've got Azeroth, okay? Yeah. Then you have Kalimdor.
0: Kalimdor, yeah. Oh my god, Joe, do you see how many expansions this MMO could have?
2: Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> Just thinking <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll even use EverQuest as an example, you know. EverQuest you have the world of Norak, but then you've got the continents of Fadeworth, Okay. Antonica, <laughs> Hunark, all right, Bellius. Um, you have all these lands that are connected. Uh, you know, that contribute to the overall story. The sheer number of things they can do is incredible. All right, going back to my point, you also have the other mare, the other Elves who worship Akatosh, and a few of the others though still. However, they worship the the Aedra who during the creation process they turned away. They left uh, Lorcan to his own devices because they didn't want to see. They saw what was happening. And they don't want to lose any ounce or any part of their divinity, so they left and separated themselves from the entire process. So you have the Aedra, I mean, the other Mare worshiping them in their own form. And they really haven't alluded to what kind of other Aedra are out there, which I think would be a nice way to introduce another pantheon or a completely separate pantheon of gods that are still available that we haven't seen yet. Other powers, other abilities, other, I guess, purviews that they rule over, but we haven't seen expressed yet in the world. Now the next thing I want to bring up, which I alluded to before during the creation process, before the binding of Alessia's soul to the Amulet of Kings with Akatosh, the Aedra and Daedra, they were free to interact and move about Nurn and, and see all the races. However, as with all gods, communication is mostly going to be through the use of dreams and visions and so forth. But now, as we see in Skyrim, it's going to be confined mostly to the use of altars in the shrines dedicated to the divines, or through the use of mortal avatars. As a quick wrap-up, I want to bring in the fact that, remember, Talos was not of the original Eight. And some of the religions refer to them as the Eight and One, meaning Talos would be the One. Right? But collectively known as the Nine Divines. All right? And as an ending note, remember, as of the Fourth Era 200, Talos was removed from the Pantheon. And the Eight are again restored to being the only ones there as the Pantheon to be worshipped. And worshipped openly, by the way.
0: I knew that. I knew that. Something I knew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now
0: that's that's before that's before Skyrim
2: right yes just before it just before it which leads into what like Ulfric Th- and Stormcloaks are, are doing they're using it as right. part of the justification
0: it's like 20 to 30 years before Skyrim yes okay so this so this little bit right here takes place between Oblivion and Skyrim
2: right where Talos is now removed. remember the, the Thalmor are engaged in a war with the Empire yeah <laughs> Right. Okay. As part of the the concordat, Talos had to be removed, and now he isn't. And now the the eight divines are restored to their primacy. Hmm.
1: You know, uh, as bef- a uh, ending note on this, I noticed that when we're talking about any, in any other segment, the chat room's going crazy. They're just talking about whatever. As soon as we go into lore <laughs> segment, silence. It's like it's like silence. everyone's listening to the professor, taking notes. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> alright that was awesome Lou anything else you want to say before we move on buddy
2: no again I mean I got this great idea from someone contributing and actually posting in the forums so if you guys girls want to hear anything in particular because remember what I might find interesting you may not find interesting or if you want something that you're, you're dying to know about hey let us know yep do it alright moving on to the town square hear that Something's going on in the town square.
1: And we are back in the town square. Our, e- our emails and iTunes shout outs. And yes, there's a producer's email a week. And no, it's not because I am high and mighty producer and I chose to do one. It's because I like to single out a single email and give them credit for being an email. Hey,
0: Joe, can we, can, we, uh, can, we spend, can we spend like a second or two on, on this? Sure. That, that whole high and mighty thing. Um, we received an email. I took offense. It to It wasn't an email. Actually, it was a review. It was it was, it was the review, yeah. right? Okay, all right. I took offense to this, and the reason why I did was because <clears throat> um, this person was suggesting that the way we we throw around our our rankings, as far as you know, who's the producer and, and, and who's who's a chair of this and, and and so forth on on our shows, is is our way of of you know flaunting some sort of arrogance amongst ourselves and then amongst our our listener base okay let me be clear and say that that's that's not what what that's about okay um we're not flaunting anything okay there's nothing to flaunt (laughs) to be honest all right the quest gaming network is a is is a is an organization Mm. all right built of 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 you know a bond between between all of us as as hosts all right what what these these rankings do for us is it it lets us know who's in charge of the creative ends of these shows. Exactly, I can take okay. this.
1: how we do the structure is we do it called, we call it the, the Trinity of three. Every I, we did a lot of research before we even started this kind of thing. Is that when you have three hosts on a show, you get a very well rounded point of view. When you get four it tends to get cluttered, two you get a back and forth, but three seems to have that what's I'm looking for the perfect balance for a hosting situation. Mm -hmm. And how we do the chairs, I'm hearing air quotes here, is based on the person's role in the background of the show in organizing it and getting it set up. Um, for instance, first chair usually is the person who keeps the flow of the show. They have the final say of how things work in the notes. The second chair is the writer of the show. They get to do all the fun stuff and put down what we're gonna talk about for that week. Big part. And third chair is color commentary. But that's only the background stuff. When we're doing the show, yes, I'm first chair, so I'm keeping the pace. But that's because someone has to. <laughs> and right. I'm just, you know, Lou's just as important as me, and Ivarwin Evarin's just as important as Lou and me. We work as a we work as a team. All those chairs are. It's not a hierarchy. It's just our role in the show. Which is, I believe, what you're trying to get at, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's that's all it is. So, so please don't, you know, please please don't think that we're coming from this this space of thought that, that says that you know um, you know Joe is is more important than, than me, and I'm more important than Lou, and that's that's not what this is about. This is simply about keeping organization. And who do we when it, when a, when a decision has to be made quickly? All right, everyone stands around and looks at each other and uh 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 happens. All right? When we know who to fall back on, then it becomes very easy all of a sudden to say, all right, it's it's my turn right now to default to person X. And that's that's what this does because there's a lot that happens, you know, in, in the live recording of a show when we were throwing ideas off at each other and then all of a sudden, you know, we're at a, at, a, at a point now when we're not 100% sure where we should be taking this conversation and we have to lean back and say, okay, for this particular, you know, series of, of this particular show series, you know, we do have a leader. What does the leader say? And then he steps in and says, let's go here. Mm-hmm. and that's all it is. It's just a way for us to keep ourselves organized. And, what it, it
1: arrogance and, and actually, the producer title that I have is for the network as a whole. I'm the network's producer. Yeah. I'm the one responsible for the audio audio and the creative sounds for every show. Arwen's our lead writer. So he's the one that every writer who does any, any show writing is the default go-to guy for help. And he's the one that, that structures the format of a show. The, what we're going to talk about in the show, generally what we're, segments are going to be like, but yet we always have meetings. All the time we put a new show and everybody has their say on everything. So it, it's just a title, really.
0: Yeah, it's just a way for us to keep organized. Exactly. That's all it all is. All right,
1: so let's get into the emails and get rid of the boring stuff. Yeah. And course. the producer's email of the week goes to Connor, Connor M. And the reason I chose this one is because I disagree with this guy altogether. However, a lot of people agree with him. And here's what he says. Dear podcast gods... <laughs> I'm blushing. Really <laughs> blushing right now. Um, <laughs> I believe that the idea of online play is to show off your skills and items. I think the idea of playing as a daedra would be mega. Sometimes your race shouldn't be your clan. It should be what you want to be... Or what what you want to do in the game. An example. Necromancer versus Greybeards, Dragon Priest versus Companions. Not Orc versus Nord. Or Bosmer versus Imperial. Connor. Um, I don't agree... With the point of online play being to show off your skills and items. That's called the e theory. And I don't like that. The reason I play MMOs is so I can play a game with Ivarwin. I can hop in and play a game with Lou. I can be with my friends and we can experience this game together. It's and Gear to me in those type of games is not for me to show off. But it's to make me better for my team. And that's what online play should be. Yet... You're always going to have that EP scenario, so a lot of people are going to agree with Connor on this about showing off skills and items. Well said, Joe. <clears throat> as for the playing as a Daedra, yeah, that would be cool. That would be really cool. But I don't know if I totally agree with him when he says it shouldn't be your clan, it should be what you want to do in the game. Necromancer versus Greatbeards, But yeah, that kind of stuff would also be cool, but it would just take so much writing to do that kind of thing. Your guys' thoughts?
0: I, I agree with you completely um I think yeah I, I, I default to you on this I, I I really I don't think i have anything anything else to, to add to it I, I completely agree
2: Lou well I kind of agree with Connor I mean online play yes the the basics of playing any game probably you know to get the rewards and that would be the skills and items and so forth however, I also agree with Joe saying that's also an avenue towards the elitist e kind of garbage we see nowadays in gaming, okay? Um, You'll see guilds that are focused on that, how long do they really last until the next new game comes out, if they even stick together that Mm -hmm. long. Usually guilds like that will implode because there's just too much ego, too much crap flying around there that no room could hold all those egos together. Because essentially that's what they would use to, I guess, fluff up their own self-worth. And if that's what you need, you have issues. (laughs) Bottom line, people like that have issues. Yeah. Okay, if you need a video game to stoke your own self worth, your own ego, and you need an avenue to law that over other people over the anonymity of the internet, you have deeper social issues and nothing's going to help you. So that's what you know, that's my belief. Okay. But yes, I also believe that you should have an avenue to show off your skills and have the items. But again, what's the real worth? What's your real reason to get that sort of stuff? To be Okay, that's what I have a question.
1: Well, that's to help your friends. To be better for your group. Right. Uh, not,
2: not to lord that around exactly.
1: people. See, look at me. I'm so cool because I have the staff of awesomeness
2: of, of almighty. I'm like, <laughs> like Yay. See you later. But who has cares? your
1: skill level improved? No? <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: right. And yeah, as Joe said before, Necromancer's Greybeards, Dragon Priest versus Companions, that is a lot of writing to do and could it be done? Yes. Um, be, I wouldn't say a nightmare, but it would be quite a breadth of work to detail and put into the game, who knows, mm-hmm. you know, what, what type of work would be involved with that? So.
1: All right. Thanks for the email, Connor. Here's the producer's email a the week, even though it probably wasn't what you thought, <laughs> but <laughs> we're going to move on to the next email. Eve
0: Arwen. All right. This comes from Josh H and he says of the subject of the Skyrim MMO, I have an idea for what to do with the whole realms and stuff. Instead of just anyone can join a realm, one person could be able to add friends to their realm, and only they would be the other players. So that some other schmuck couldn't just come around and steal your kill and whatnot. Tell me what you think, Josh H. It um, goes against what we were if, saying earlier, actually. It, it does see, I, In theory, okay... I like what I like what Josh has to say about this. Honestly, I I like the idea that cuz what you're talking about here is basically private servers. It basically right?
1: what it is is a difference between a LAN game versus mm-hmm. an MMO. An MMO is a mass multiplayer, not your friend multiplayer in a group. That's yeah. what a LAN game is.
0: Here's Josh, I know you're looking for for our our input on this. All right, here's my input. In theory, I like what you have to say. I like your proposal. I think if we, if there were an option in a Skyrim MMO, okay, to, based on the idea that we discussed earlier in the Battered Mare, where dungeons would naturally scale to the amount of people that were partied together that walked into it, okay, if there were an option then to say, I would like to take this group or this selected number of people on a list and put us into a virtual server and you could create a virtual server like you could create, you know, your own virtual chat room um, in in most MMOs, okay? You could create your own virtual server and have that list of people constantly when they log into the game, join that virtual server. Let's say, you know, um, Skyrim hold, you know, uh, 257, would be would be your virtual server, and you could you could phase into that, and then experience the game together as that, and then any one of those individuals could decide to phase out of it into the general Skyrim server where everyone is. I think that'd be amazing. I think a game built on just that idea that you presented, though, I don't think would work. I think it would be, um, I think it would be too isolated. I don't think an MMO would would flourish in that sort of space, um, and then on top of it, I think it would be unbelievably expensive for for Bethesda to you know purchase all of those physical servers in order to allow for that kind of space where you know four or five guys could exist in their own world without anyone interfering. That'd be a tremendous physical co- uh, physical cost for the company, and I honestly I, I think it would implode. I don't think i don't think people would would stay subscribed to a game like that because it it would be too too isolationist it would feel too lonely um but if there were the option of creating you know the virtual server that i think it it could work yep all right
2: next email (laughs) i think you covered that sir (laughs) lou sure uh the next email comes from cole the manual rafe Cole writes in hey guys Big fan of the podcast and Skyrim, obviously. And I just got through listening to the latest one. What happened Jack in? (laughs) When you guys were discussing the latest patch, 1.5. Specifically, how it was affecting the smithing tree. Your descriptions of what it did wasn't how I thought it worked. Gosh, Cole's going to make us remember back then. I don't even remember. can't remember yesterday. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Basically what we said, and
0: let me just just reiterate what what was said on, on that show. Okay. Basically, the way this is going to work is your skill that you've already earned in smithing is going to determine the level of item that you're going to be able to create. So, like, let's say you have, you know, level 10 smithing and you create a dagger. All right. At level 25, the type of dagger that you create is automatically going to do more DPS than the item that you could create at level 10. In its most basic feature, that's how the system works.
2: Okay. Right. And I also believe it reflected the value too. So the value being what the merchants would go for in terms of giving you money for it. So if you've got level 10 smithing skill, obviously the items, armor you create will reflect that. You know, think of it as like, you know, poor, decent, good, average type qualities of items, weapons sort of thing. You know, fair. You know, if you're a level 20 skill blacksmith, then yeah, you'll create fair items and you're only going to sell your stuff to merchants for maybe five pieces of gold. All right. So hopefully that'll help uh, clear it up for Cole. Okay. Because obviously, if you're a master crafter, you know, you're going to create like stuff that's going to sell for a thousand pieces of gold. So.
1: All right. <clears throat> Our next email comes from Jason R. Hello, guys. I enjoy listening to your podcast every week and either week the next episode. Thank you very much. The one thing that I do not look forward to is the shout-outs. I feel that the shout-outs are unnecessary and always cause the show to end on a negative note for me. I listen to many different podcasts, and yours is the only one that does shout-outs. Keep up the good show. I plan to start listening to the Star Wars podcast. So, eh, okay. Thanks, Jason R. But what do you got to say about this, because I know what I'm going to say.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, let me just explain why we do this, okay? The people, people give us their time to sit down at their computer and, and rate our show on iTunes. All right. The rating on iTunes is massive for a podcast. Okay. The higher the rating, the better we look, the better we look, the more funding we could possibly get from outside companies looking to advertise. All right. That's, that's a very, it's a big feature for us. Okay, not only that, but believe it or not, people are drawn to the the five star rating. If you see a podcast that's, you know, rated three stars and you see a podcast next to it that handles the exact same uh, discussion topic in this case Skyrim, that's five stars, most people are generally going to go to the five star show first and check that out to see how how good can this possibly be. And then maybe they'll check out the other one. All right. So a a highly rated show can bring us advertisers and at the same time, more listeners and the more listeners, the more advertisers. We see that as a gesture of, of, of giving. Mm -hmm. All right. Our listeners, this is their way of our listeners giving back to us. And we, we want to reward that. Um, And the way we reward it is, some people find a lot of joy in in hearing a show that they are a huge fan of hearing their name on it and i i understand that because i i was a listener on podcasts for for a while and when i first heard my name you know uh i was i was really excited i was so excited that you know these these hosts that don't know me and i've come to you know really enjoy listening to for for so long you know know about me and appreciate me and appreciate what i've said about the show that, and it was i'm sorry was it that was pvr yes yes it nice. was nice yep yes it was it absolutely was and it, it just meant so much to me to just get that recognition like wow these guys really under they appreciate how much i appreciate them so this is our gift to the listeners who have donated their their time, and I'll, albeit maybe it was a small fr- uh, fact, you know, a small piece of their time, but they donated their time to give to us and say, you know what, we really appreciate what you do. We really like what you do. We're a big fan. Here's five stars, and here's why. That means a lot to it's us. S- and we want to it's pay. It's the a- exact same
1: reason why we
0: do emails.
1: Well, but Not just because we really love to have community involvement in the show, it's like the, key, the cornerstone of the show, but it's our way of saying, thank you for taking the time to email us and give us your thoughts. We want to acknowledge it on the air and talk about it. Same thing with the five-star reviews. We want to acknowledge and say thank you for giving it us your time and giving us that review.
0: Exactly. All yeah.
1: right, we're going to go on to our
0: next email. one. All right, this comes from Dylan, and he says, hey guys, I've never played any of the Elder Scrolls games and have just ordered Skyrim. I am more of a, a sniper person and like to kill people from long range but am not afraid to melee. What are your favorite combos of weapons, and what would be a couple of good ones for me? Thanks. Um, My favorite in general, you you could probably figure this out, I I like uh, Sword and Shield. Mm. I've experimented with other things, but eh, I usually go back to Sword and Shield.
1: Man, I don't know if I have a favorite. I love playing, depends on my my play style, to two-hand weapons, I had a blast with. Bows, a huge blast with. Two-hand weapons decapitations galore fun. Um, (laughs) And now my spells, which I use a dagger as a melee weapon, but yeah, it... it, I don't have any particular combination that I could say is better than the other, because it all, like we said a million times on the show, it's
2: what your preference is for how you're playing your character. But that's my opinion on it. Right. I I think Dylan, the way he describes what he's doing is it reminds me of uh, one of my very first characters in MMO in EverQuest 1 with the Ranger class. Okay, masters of the bow, but they were also masters of dual wielding weapons. Okay, and the skill sets they gave the ranger back then, you know, they were incredibly damaging from afar. You know, they could kite, but don't be fooled into thinking once you close the gap and got in within melee range, you know, the class then went into the bow went away, and now you've got a a person wearing you know wielding two long swords and can still kick your ass because the skill sets they gave them, you know, were that good, but. You know, don't think of it that way, Dylan. Like with Skyrim, you're so free to choose with so many different playstyles. I say try them all out. You know, <laughs> you may you may surprise yourself. I have yourself. a direct answer
1: for Dylan for what he's doing. You want to do two hand weapons. You want to do fast weapons, either dagger and sword, and you want to have a daedra bow at one point. Pew. Exactly.
0: Pew. Pew. pew,
1: pew. <laughs> so uh, that that that's for you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the email sir and we're going to go on to our last email and this goes to Lou
2: alright our last email comes from Garrett L. Garrett writes in so I just listened today to the Wabajack episode and was thinking about a DLC or even though I play an Xbox I totally switch for PC for this a mod that allows you to climb trees I mean how didn't we think of this before it's awesome <laughs> Snipey Pew from the top of the tallest evergreen Yet allowed NPCs, dragons, mages, bands with torches, set the tree on fire. Wood elves can climb up five times faster. Khajiits can climb up ten times faster. Possible even allow us to drop down from a branch over a row with melee weapons to do a drop kill ambush. That's a pretty good idea. I like that. (laughs) I know you guys will get a lot of emails, especially this week with the MMO opinions coming in. But if this is worth a darn, I'd love to hear your thoughts from Garrett. Honestly,
1: Bell. we didn't get that many MMO opinions. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah it is true. But I like his idea. Yet,
2: at least, but yeah, it yeah, is a good idea. <laughs>
1: Especially climbing up doing the
0: little uh, drop-down kill ambush. Love it! Yeah, the ambush thing is definitely cool on this. I think Garrett's onto something, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully Bethesda picks this up or, or maybe another modder out there hears this and, and picks it up because he's he's kind of solid... This is a very solid idea. Solid idea. That's love you all to
1: climb into a tree with my <laughs>
2: guy I'm and the sit there in bo-
0: and bow shoot.
2: Pew, 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 pew.
0: <laughs> in fact, I, I would even say, um, why stop there? You know, climb rocks. Exactly. You know, do it from there. It's plenty of... Plenty of rock faces in this game where you can't walk up, but if they if they allowed climbing, well, the actual reason way, behind
1: that is because there's nothing behind those those rocks, <laughs> so that's why they prevent you from doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know they could they could add in a uh, a ceiling, you know, uh, an invisible ceiling, or they could add in a um, you know an exhaustion meter where you go up only so high and the air gets thin and you get exhausted and you you know you die if you keep going up. Yep. Oh, Exactly. Up.
1: Outstanding email, Garrett. You were definitely a huge runner-up for producer's email. And we're going to have our five-star review shout-outs. Lou, this is your territory, man.
2: All right. Our five-star review shout-outs. America, we have Benia, Atticus, D7, Timothy F. (laughs) Dude playing Doodle Jump. Mr. F, that's what I'm going to call him because he's just got too many letters. The Tergo Good.
0: (laughs) F T R G H Y G Higger I don't
2: know how to pronounce that either. Oh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh, Gamjan Gam <laughs> <laughs> We. We, Michelle- we get Michelle D. Okay. Go ahead. I go. was asking if if you missed a couple. Oh, uh, no, no. Uh Sargle? There we go. Ring Studios. Bob C. McGee. Bleacher Bum 1908. Yabo Spaniel. <laughs> 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 I said that <it> <laughs> Yeah. P. Doan Spanky1991 Divs1888 Brendan H. Don't know if it's his last name so I don't want to say it over the air and from Canada we have Bradley D. Sasha F. From the land down under Australia we have Chilto717 seven, seven. and Urbanic Acidic from our friends across the pond in the UK we have Ulfric oh, is the high king. Well, oh, Not my Imperial playthrough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Vince H. And Charlie. And our
1: final thoughts of the evening. I'm going to give you guys a little hint of something we've been planning for a long time. But not sure when it's going to take effect. But Skyrim off the record will eventually be converting into Elder Scrolls off the record. Woohoo! So, this, nice. this show is going to be going on for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know exactly when this conversion is going to take place, but it will be happening. Also, I had another great final thought that I totally spaced. Oh, we'll go. we want your emails. Let's break an email record this week. We want to know what you guys think of our MMO ideas, what you think should be an MMO. We want to know all your thoughts, guys. Send them in. Ivarwin.
0: Uh yeah, on the on the MMO topic. Um I'm I'm super charged to uh to, to talk about, you know, the MMO topic next week. <clears throat> I think we had a great discussion earlier today. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, brainstorming more about this and, and hopefully this isn't just, you know, some rampant torrid internet rumor that, that turns out to be, you know, uh nothing. Um hopefully, you know, we actually get some some real honest you know uh you know uh
2: feedback
0: feedback. thank you yes hopefully we get some real honest feedback out of this and and we get some you know bethesda saying you know guess what guys we're doing it and then uh you'll you'll get to you thought you heard me nerdgasm before Wait. (laughs) Um, I just want to say one other thing, you know, Joe. If you'll indulge me, uh, don't forget tomorrow. Uh, uh, tomorrow morning is Star Wars Off the Record at ten thirty in the morning. It's a live show. Uh, Lou and I will be will be involved as well as uh, David Adams, and we're going to present uh, some Star Wars to you tomorrow at ten thirty in the morning, Eastern. Eastern Eastern time.
1: Well, the reason that I dropped off of that show was not just I didn't want to do it. Oh.
0: What was that all about? Yes, yeah, so I thought like, some 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 feedback came from somewhere. They're like, "Oh, really? Sorry, everyone's leaving you. Like, no one's leaving." No, me. <laughs> the reason
1: I did it is because I'm moving on to hosting other shows, and I can't. I don't have the time to do Star Wars. And Yvarwin yeah. is more than capable of taking it over and being a first chair on it. And he wants to, and he's taking it in great directions. So I'm moving on to other games. I might be primary hosting Minecraft. Off the record, I might be. I am hosting. Uh, QG and Cast, which is our our general gaming podcast, coming out. So you know, I got we got other projects that the four main hosts are all going to be a part of in different ways. So we're not all going to be on all the shows. That's why we have why we're technically hiring air quotes here new hosts to help us fill the load because this network we want to branch it out for you guys in different games, different ways of listening to your
0: favorite podcasting network. Indeed. Yeah, no one, no one's jumping ship on me. Though I, I though I appreciate the sentiment, uh, <laughs> no one's jumping ship on me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anything else? Lou, I yeah, guess. Uh, yeah, Lou. Oh, um, I'm excited again next week to continue our discussion with the MMO building from the ground up. Like, how would we do it? How would the Quest Gaming Network develop Elder Scrolls MMO? Mm. And also with Garrett's email about... What else climbing fa- up faster, Khajiit climbing up 10 times faster. I like how that's going, where with the creation kit possibly allowing even more freedom to use the environment that Bethesda has given us. You know, so much more possibilities now. And that that idea alone, you know, has already sparked in my mind a lot of great things you could add on to more melee cam shots, kill cam shots, <laughs> you know, dropping down someone from above and doing a death from above type move. So hopefully. Again, Bethesda will come around and, and give us more stuff to work with. Allow us more uh, more things we can do. You know, keep giving us more stuff. How to reach us? You can find for right now everything
1: about this show and our other shows because we have links to other shows as well at Skyrim Off the Record at at at, at Skyrim Off the Record dot WordPress dot com. That's our main website. Go there. You can find our forums. You can find everything. Our email is SkyrimoutRecord at gmail.com. Our Twitter, Skyrim, is at <sighs> Skyrim is at uh Skyrim is at Skyrim OTR. My Twitter is at author JR Wilson. Ivarwin is at Evarwin E-V-A-R-W-Y-N Lewis is at GamerGuy11B because he can. Skyrim Mouth Record is a quest gaming network production and I what? one little thing I'm so happy to be back doing this
0: guys been a blast yeah it's great to have you back Joe thanks uh, you know well, I thanks for coming back I mean where else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, please come I back, just actually Joe. want to say really quick
1: on the air uh, <laughs> thanks to Ivarwin and Lou for taking the reins and doing such a great job while I was gone you guys did fantastic and for Dave thanks. for guest hosting on the spot for those two episodes he was great to have um I just wanna say boost for all you all next week. Take care
2: guys, be safe. Take care everyone. Glad to see you here. Hope to see you all next week. Hopefully with mistress and the land down under. Say bye Joe.
1: Bye Joe. Walk like an Egyptian.
0: Walk like an 80s horse. <laughs> the
2: Macarena.
1: <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record for episode 18. It's uh, episode 17, Joe. Oh, shit. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Take two. And here we are in the Tamriel Times, your official and community news. Skyrim 1.4, 1.4. 4. No. All right, here we take. You think so? Oh, uh.
0: oh. What? <laughs> yeah. Word. No. <laughs> Yay! and dudes! Fights and dudes!
2: <laughs>
0: Yay! <laughs> PUSHONDA!